I'm on the plum sofa, and this is Mind the Gap. Well, I'm excited today. I have my cup of coffee, and I also have two guests with me today. How you doing, Kayla? Doing well. Good. What about you, Sophie? I'm excited. Oh, good. Well, I'm calling this the anatomy of a bad breakup aftershock. Fitting, isn't it? very (laughs) well thanks to you both for agreeing to talk about your experience you know so often there's pressure like from others and even sometimes within ourselves to just kind of move on or get over it from um, a relationship ending and the reality is there's this gap between the pain of that relationship ending and moving on that sometimes gets ignored or overlooked. And a lot of people go it alone or they don't talk about it and ultimately may not process it very well. But you two are willing to talk about it. And why is that? I can go first. Um, So I think, like you kind of said, some people go at it alone. And I feel like I've tried both, you know, kind of like just pushing past and trying to get through it on my own and talking with people. And I can 1000% say that having support definitely helps. Um, So yeah, just talking about it with you guys and hopefully someone else can get some good insight to help them through this similar process. Mm, Thank you, Kayla. What about you, Sophie? I think for me, I I didn't want to deal with it. I thought that if I didn't think about it at all, I would just get past it. But I've realized that no matter what relationships you're in, it goes with you unless you take the time to work on it and not try to repeat the behavior or find the people that do bad things to you. Oh, wow. <laughs> that That is really, that's very healthy. Well, I want to give a little background for how the inspiration for this episode came about. I've watched both of you young women grow up and it's been an honor for me to do that and to still have you in my life. And Kayla, was you you're finishing up your education before your residency to become a doctor of audiology that's awesome way to go thank you and Kayla asked me and my husband to do a hearing test for some research that she was doing and it involved a self-directed test on an ipad for an hour per person and so and then as my husband was taking his she and I had time to catch up on the gap of time since we'd seen each other last and after high school Kayla had gone to UVA for undergrad and then throughout those years I saw her occasionally and learned to know her boyfriend who they both seemed like a sweet couple and it seemed like that relationship would go the distance so as we talked the conversation naturally went to that relationship and what happened with it. And that is what inspired this episode. I asked her if she'd be willing to be on my podcast to talk about that experience. And she said, yes. And then went even further to say, well, I have a friend and that was Sophie, whom I've also known and adored since she was a young girl that had a bad breakup too and thought that she might be willing to come on as well. So all three of us were at a wedding 
And when Kayla asked Sophie, she accepted the challenge with, I'm in. And so now, ladies, here we are. So thanks to both of you. And I'm excited that you both are willing to talk about this. So Sophie, why don't you, I told a little bit about Kayla. And Kayla, I want you to have a chance to tell us who you are. But Sophie, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are, and anything you want to say. Um, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I work for a judge. I'm in a gap year before going to law school, hopefully. Um, and the reason I got pulled into this was we were actually at my sister's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I got pulled in. So, <laughs> so um, I love it. That's kind of funny. But yeah, it is. I'm, I'm 24 or turning 24 in June. I got ahead of myself. And <laughs> um, yeah, I live in Cincinnati with my dog. Mm. Sounds like a nice life. You went to school there, right? I went to school at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Kayla, anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Um, I feel like you mostly covered it. Um, I'm at Towson University for my doctor of audiology and just very excited to be done with the school part very soon and then moving to D.C. for my residency year. So very, very um, excited. It is exciting. You've been kind of on the fast track, haven't you? You've been working hard. Yeah, I feel like I have been going nonstop, um, but everything has an end. So I'm looking forward to the to the end part. <laughs> yeah. And Sophie, how wise it is to take a gap year between um, your undergrad and law, law school, because that's going to be pretty intense, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of once you hit the ground, you just can't stop running yeah. until you're like six years into your career. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So just enjoy your dog. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So who wants to go first to, to just tell us about your breakup, what happened, how it was done, whatever you want to say about that. Kayla, you can go for it. <laughs> go okay. for it, Kayla. <laughs> Let's see. Where do I start? This all feels so long ago, but, um, I would say I was a sophomore in college, like you said, at the University of Virginia. And um, I had this neighbor, he played football at the University of Virginia, and um, we just became really good friends and all was great and good. And we decided to, you know, go past the friendship and begin dating. That was great and good. I think having a friendship in the beginning is really awesome to to be able to lay down that foundation and just get to know each other so by the time we were dating we were like the best of friends like just did everything together knew everything about each other all of that good stuff um, and we had the same friend circles so that was really easy too um, and then eventually I ended up moving to Towson in Maryland where um, I went to grad school and we were still dating so we had probably been dating for about two and a half years at this point, and he decided to stay at UVA to finish playing football and things like that. And so we were long distance, but we were working it out. It really wasn't that bad at the time. And then the pandemic hit and we got to spend more time together because we both moved back home. So that was good. But eventually things, I guess, more so in his life, kind of started to go a different route and things he didn't plan for. Um, he got injured and wasn't able to 
you know, do what he loves anymore. So I think that kind of took a toll on our relationship. And um, ultimately, he decided that it just wasn't for him anymore. And so for me, as a planner, uh, that just was like, not what I was expecting. And I had planned, I mean, at this point, four years of my life, I had not even imagined what life would look like without him. And so I was just kind of like totally in shock and thus began, you know, healing from the breakup. Mm. Wow. Okay, let's pause with that one for a minute. And Sophie, why don't you tell us about yours? Um, For me, I had just moved to Cincinnati. I didn't know anybody. So uh, the easiest way to like get out and see new things in a new city is going on first dates. So I was on Bumble and I went on a first date with this guy. He was like a really successful attorney and a bit older, like three years older than me, I think. And we hit it off. We had like the same sense of humor. We're interested in all the same things and everything was going really, really well. And then about six months later, um, alcohol was involved at a party and he made a move on one of my best friends and um, she had to tell me. So it was like, oh, wow. Um, did not expect that to happen. And um, having to make the decision to trust my friend and cut him off. And um, even though I didn't want to, and I was like convinced that wasn't who he was. And I kind of had to give up the notion of who I thought he was and who I'd built in my head was not the person that he actually was and uh, move on from that and kind of cut it off cold turkey out of respect for my friend and also just what had um, transpired, I suppose. Mm. Wow. So Kayla, one thing I heard you say was you couldn't imagine life without him and, and Sophie, you, I mean, essentially that was betrayal and that both of those are like hitting a wall. What, what was the initial, how did that affect you? For me, it was like, when I first found out, it was like, oh, well, I can fix this. Like, there's a way that I can cut back from this. Um, I just need to make sure that everyone comes out of this unscathed. But there's no, like, we can come out of this. And then it was um, just a lot of shock. And, you know, you go through like this, what, seven stages, six stages of grief over and Mm -hmm. over again. Um, and I think I had a lot of, I think in the first part of it, I had a lot of anger and the biggest thing for me going forward from that was letting go of the anger Mm. towards myself and him and just the whole situation. So anger was your predominant emotion in that, in that time. Yes. Yeah. What about you, Kayla? I think my initial feeling was more so like just heartbreak. Like I was like, how could this happen? Um, The next day, I think I was definitely angry. But um, yeah, it was kind of like starting almost a depressed state, like Mm -hmm. trying. I immediately lost my appetite, like everything. Um, Mm. So 
I don't think I was in like the hopeful phase just yet. I kind of was like, well, maybe we'll get back together. Like this isn't the end, but I just have to like be sad for now. Mm. You allowed yourself to be sad? I don't think I could feel any other emotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Did it, did it take you down? I mean, sometimes, you know, it's debilitating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was not myself for probably a good couple of months. Um, Mm. Yeah. Were people around you worried? Um, I don't think worried. I think more so like uh, empathetic or sympathetic, Mm -hmm. um, just knowing like that I was really hurting. Mm-hmm. especially because I'm a pretty strong person. So if if I'm showing that something is upsetting me, then it must really be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably you didn't have the ability to really hide it during that time. Oh, no. Well, I was also at home on break from school. So I kind of was like, okay, I can just lay in my pajamas all day and mm-hmm. stay in my room. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was probably a good little little break for you to have. What about you, Sophie? So you said anger was uh, an emotion for you. How did that work its way out in you? Um, for me, it was, yeah, like Kayla said, you lose your appetite. And you really just cannot, like food is, I remember one of my best friends flew in and I still was like, yeah, we would go out to eat and I'd be I just did not want to eat and we were like at Mexican restaurants I love Mexican food and for me I knew there was no chance I would there was no chance there would ever be reconciliation and so for me I I had to accept that by myself like usually when you go through a breakup you can be like okay you can have that little bit of hope still in where you're like okay maybe we can get back together but I knew that I didn't have that at all and um and then there was also, I had to go to a funeral like two days after it happened. And so I was also dealing with like a loss of a family member and I couldn't think about anything else. And so I remember that at first it was just a lot of anxiety. And then as far as the anger, it probably took me about two months to get over mm. the angry part of it and just not even like I I don't think I'll ever forgive him but I just don't care at this point but I kind of had to forgive myself I think for like ever letting that kind of person into my life I don't even know how to explain it but I thought for me when I first found out it was like no like he would never do something like this but yeah he's not a very nice dude (laughs) And I was kind of, I felt betrayal for myself that I didn't see that coming at all when Mm -hmm. it's quite obvious all the signs were there, but I didn't realize it until afterwards. Mm -hmm. So you kind of questioned your own ability to see clearly what, what the relationship really was. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So really what you've both described is, I mean, it was devastating really for both of you and it, it, it took you down. And, um, you know, that's kind of the space that just feels so horrible. But Kayla, you said that you just kind of laid around and stayed in your jammies. And, um, Mm -hmm. and Sophie, you, 
had anxiety. And so how do you get through times like that? I for think, me, I think, oh, oh I'm sorry. <laughs> for me, I think you have to lean on your friends, especially your friends. I think my, um, my best friend really helped me out in that situation. She was always there for me. And I mean, I was annoying for like, probably like a good two to three months. <laughs> what do it's you like, look like when you're annoying, Sophie? I mean, the, it is all I want to talk about. And mm. I know nobody cares as much as I do, but mm-hmm. I need them to be on the same level as me. And mm-hmm. she always did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two friends come in and see me. And um, that was nice because, you know, you just go and do the stuff that used to be fun, but now it's not. And then you try to make it fun again. Mm-hmm. But you lose such a important person in your life that, you know, when you're in a relationship, they're your best friend. You do stuff with them all the time. And then you lose that and it's really hard to get over that. Yeah. But your friends stepping up and being there a lot more than, you know, they usually have to be. That is what, and you start to realize that you didn't lose any love in your life. Like you still have it and you always did. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah, that's really insightful to move through to. What about you, Kayla? Yeah, I agree with Sophie. Like having your friends supporting you. And for me, because I was home, my mom was really supportive during that time. Um, she So it actually happened, like the breakup happened at probably like one in the morning on one night. And so I went in her room and woke her up and was crying. And she actually just like sat with me the whole night um, until I fell asleep because she knew how awful this was for me. Um, So maybe some part of me knew it was really over because I was so upset. I'd never been that upset before. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, having your support system is really big and um, just... Eventually, I did get angry, and I think that helped me kind of heal a little bit because I needed to be a little bit angry to Mm -hmm. realize I deserve more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were there people around either one of you that just wanted you just to move on, just to, I mean, friends are real, for both of you, you've said were just key and really important, but did you feel any pressure from others to, to just move on? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is that pretty prominent? Yeah, I think eventually, you know, your parents, they want the best for you and they want to see you happy. And so I think after the first maybe two weeks where I was just sulking every day and like eating like maybe one meal and sleeping all day and like just crying all day, they were like, okay. Like, what can we do to get past this? Because you can't stay like this. Like, you've mm-hmm. got to move on at some point, And you have so much going for you. Like, you got to focus on that and move on. And I'm like, yeah, that would be really easy and really great. But I don't know when that's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, my um, older sister, who is married and married to her high school sweetheart, um, talking to her about it was difficult just because she's never been through a breakup. <laughs> and um, and she was so gracious and listened to me talk about it for months on end. I mean, truly months. But um, at some point, she was just like, well, 
I think she said something about, and I was like, we can't talk about that because it had something to do with him. And she was like, Sophia, <laughs> have you ever thought about just letting go? And I was like, that's incredible. What an incredible piece of advice that I've never <laughs> thought of. That's insane. Like, why didn't I think of that? And um, so <laughs> I think she was getting kind of frustrated with me. But it's a hard thing to understand until you go through it. It really is like a gut-wrenching feeling. And the only thing that really heals it is just time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's, there's things you can do that might make it a shorter amount of time, like spending time with loved ones. Like if you don't deal with it, it might last forever in a little bit of a way. But honestly, it really just takes time. And for everyone, it's different. Mm hmm. Um, time plus kind of and at some point was there an intentional. Who let's see, I'm not sure even what the question is, but like at some point you were able to know that you could get up and maybe do some healthier things than you did the week before. Did, was there a moment when you or a time when you realized that you were that you were moving through it? Um, for me, immediately afterwards, I tried to go do all the good memories I had with him. I tried to go do with friends to replace it so that, I mean, for me, I was like, I've got to get out of the city because I mm -hmm. had met him when I just moved here. And so I associated it with him and all the things we did here. But then I started going doing the things we did with friends and it replaced those memories. So I was kind of like, okay, like an action person. I was like, okay, if I deal with this, then it will one day I'll wake up and I'll be, I'll be over it. Mm -hmm. But what really helped me, um, and I think Kayla can agree with this. I, we talked about it a little bit is I moved on personally, but then I met a better person and just slowly, but surely I realized that I hadn't been treated in a very nice way in a relationship before I had met them, the person I'm with now. Mm -hmm. And that person, I mean, it kind of was like a learning process, to be quite honest. Hmm. That's, that's interesting that you learn to know yourself a little bit better. And, and it revealed something in you that you've taken notice of. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. What about you, Kayla? Yeah, um, I think, what did I do? I wrote him a letter probably like a month and a half, two months afterward. And I was like, I just have to put all of my feelings down because I was struggling with not having closure. And my mom was like, you need to just realize you're not going to get closure. And I was like, how dare you say that to me? Like, <laughs> I need this. But I listened to a podcast and um, I'm like a believer in God. So my faith is important to me. And um, I was listening to a podcast and the guy basically was like, if you needed closure to get past this, God would give it to you. Like he gives you everything you need. And um, what he doesn't give you, it you don't need it basically. And I was like, what? Like, hmm. And then... I realized, I was like, yeah, Kayla, like, you don't need closure to get over this. Like, you know who you are. You have a future. Like, this isn't the end. Um, and you can give yourself closure, basically. So 
I wrote all of my thoughts, all of my feelings on like a four pages of paper type of thing. And I put all of the stuff in a box that had anything to do with him, stuff that was his, stuff that was like pictures of us, memories, anything, put everything in there and I shipped it to him and never had to look at it again. And I was like, you know what? I laid everything out. He read it. Did we ever talk about it? No, but he read it and I at least had peace knowing that he knew how I felt and my words were out there. Um, So that really helped. And I can't say immediately that I moved on to a good person, but now I can say that I have moved on to a much better person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're both in relationship, uh, different relationships now. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we won't define that or get into that because that's the platform that you jump off onto, but because right, we're right. talking about what's in the gap, but I heard some really significant, important things that both of you have said, like, um, Sophia, you said that you've learned to know yourself better. And obviously you took some time to, dig in and, and, you know, kind of see things about yourself that were important to, to take, um, into consideration. Mm -hmm. For me, I was in, I got a therapist. I thought Mm, immediately I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to deal with this for myself. And I also knew that if I was ever going to reach acceptance, I had to, get over that anger because anger it just eats you alive and it's so true what they say that the opposite of love is indifference and not hate and at the time I had a lot of hate and I didn't want to hold on to that because I knew that like I was never going to process at all Mm -hmm. um so that helped a lot and he said the same thing to me that because he texted me like two months after I broke up with them and was basically like, how dare you not forgive me yet? (laughs) Mm. And I remember talking to my therapist and I was like, I'm just going to respond one more time and then I'll block him. And he was like, okay, but what's the point of that? And I was like, oh, you got me. And I I was, I remember saying like, I've talked to two of my friends and they said, why don't you just, before I respond to him, why don't you just wait and talk to your therapist first? And he's like, so it sounds like you've talked to two people and they said no. And you're just waiting for the third person to say yes. Mm. And I was like, oh, you got me again. <laughs> you're good at your some, job. Some wise people <laughs> around you. That Therapy is so important. What about you, Kayla? Yeah, I, so I have this weird in-between other breakup story, which I won't get into. But essentially, it was after my first um, breakup there. I got into another relationship and it ended almost the exact same. And so at that point, I was like, okay, there are patterns here. Like, how do I address this? And kind of like what Sophie said in the beginning uh, with being angry with yourself, like, how dare I allow this person into my life who could do things like this and who could treat me this way? Um, And so once I hit that wall, I was like, you know, can I even trust myself to pick a good partner for me? Because I keep like going in this circle. Um, So it was then that I decided, you know, maybe I should talk to someone and get some insight um, and just see, you know, where I'm at. Because I don't think I could date anyone else and trust myself in knowing that I'll 
notice when something's right. Mm, That is so wise. You know, one thing that people don't realize is that as a therapist, the top 10 things that make a person healthy is that they get help when they need it. And a lot of people resist therapy. And um, in reality, it, it, it's a sign of being healthy when you seek that because you know that you need a, a voice that can help uh, walk you through that. And it sounds like both of you had have had a support system outside of therapy, but also in therapy and have done some really healthy things to, to navigate through that gap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I commend you both, really. Thank you. You know, one thing, too, that I'm not sure which one of you said it, but it, Kayla, it might have been you that said, I, I don't, I didn't know when this was going to get better. So for that person that might be in the middle of that, where both of you experience some really awful, you wish you could not feel what you were feeling. What would you say to that person if they're in that space right now? Um, I think one of the things is that you really need someone to validate your feelings. Like, it is okay to be sad about this. Mm, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things I learned is that, and maybe you can attest to this, um, but one of the things I learned is that your brain kind of processes a breakup the same as it does when someone passes away like it Mm -hmm. just processes loss no matter how that happens and I completely resonate with that Um, and if you can imagine how it feels when someone passes away and you kind of um, know that pain you can almost understand where that person is coming from who's going through a breakup like they lost someone now they're Mm -hmm. still on this earth but they no longer have that connection, that relationship. And so like, you're really going through it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Sophie, you mentioned too, uh, you went, you were going through the six stages of grief and really that's all about loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it was, uh, I had to set boundaries. Like, I think, I, I don't know why, but I did it in the middle of a work day, but I, removed him on all social media and it wasn't to prove a point or anything or to make him reach out. I just, I knew it was just going to hurt me more long-term. And I, I remember I texted my mom and my sister and I was like crying in the bathroom because <laughs> I unfollowed him on Instagram. And I was like, this is so pathetic, <laughs> but it's not. And I think that the right. thing I, I kept, I was listening to a podcast. I think the thing that I wanted to hear is just when is it going to get better? Because Mm -hmm. at the time, it felt like there was no end in sight. Mm -hmm. But I think the thing that helped me is that there, you will get over it, but everybody's timeline is different. Mm -hmm. It's, it doesn't have to be a few months, it doesn't even have to be a year that you have to be over it, but Mm -hmm. everyone gets over it in their own way. And in their own time, and there's nothing wrong with your timeline or how you do it. Oh, that's both of you. Wow. Those are just, it's so insightful what you're saying, because you're coming from the front lines. (laughs) In the battle. (laughs) Yeah, in the battle. And, and I know both of you have come out of it a bit now. 
Um, and so you're able to talk about it a little more objectively, but, oh boy, do you remember when you were in the heat of, of those emotions and how awful that can be? And I think a lot of times people will numb themselves from actually feeling those feelings. And that's where we get into all kinds of, you know, anesthetizing our, our feelings. And then we just dig ourselves a deeper hole. But it sounds like both of you really allowed yourself just to feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It stinks, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've gone through the point of like numbing myself. And you're right, it comes back eventually. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm glad, even though it was painful, I'm glad that I allowed myself to feel that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would be some of the confidence that you've gained in yourself to learn to know about yourself? And like, Kayla, I know your faith is important to you. And, and Sophie, you've done some self reflection. And how, how would you say you trust yourself a bit more now? I think for me, um, now that I really have closed the door and I don't have any bad feelings, I can look back and be happy for the fun times we shared. And I think the hardest emotion for me to feel was embarrassment because I felt so betrayed and like, oh, I obviously am not good enough and all these things. Mm -hmm. But yeah. now I look back and I'm really um, happy for the experience um, I'm sad that it ended the way that it did, um, but I'm really happy that I let myself be op that open to someone, experience a relationship that meant a lot to me, that I cared for someone so openly. I'm not really a big person on doing that, and I'm grateful for the experience because um, now I it just made me a little bit better in, in any other new ones that I make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Kayla? Yeah. Um, I think that, um, I'm trying to word this correctly. I think in the previous relationship, I was like, I've done everything I could. Like, I loved you so perfectly, like unconditionally, all those things. But once I took a step back and like Sophie said, you're out of it and you, time has passed and you're able to reflect back. Um, there were times where I could see where I could have improved um, and getting to know myself outside of that and for the next relationship, knowing things that I can work on because um, I am a very independent person and I'm the oldest child and I am the oldest who is a girl with a younger brother. And for me, I've always had to kind of assume that um, – I don't know what you would call it, but you kind of take care of mm -hmm. people, you know, and yeah, responsible, very responsible. Yeah. So kind of trying to find where I can back down in certain situations mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, getting to know myself in a place where it's okay if someone wants to take care of me and treat me right. And I don't have to do everything or be superwoman to everybody. So, mm. That is big. That's very insightful, both of you. Wow. Well, so 
that you guys what a raw and honest conversation and I think it accomplishes you know I just I just sense that there will be someone that's listening to this that might be in the heat of it and I so appreciate both of you being willing to be so honest and open about your struggles and how you navigated through it and you know we we've been talking um, almost 40 minutes I guess and you know it's easy to kind of whip through from the beginning of the breakup to the, okay, I'm better now, but that can be a long, arduous path, can it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Kayla, did it, was your education, what you had to do in school, was that a distraction for you or was it more, did, did it present a burden? Oh, that's a good question. I think in some ways it motivated me, like, I'm going to be a doctor, and it almost lit a fire under me, like, well, you know what, like, I just have to prove all of them wrong, like, I am good enough, I can be this amazing person, but it also is a little bit of a stressor, um, because I'm already under, like, emotional stress, and then, you know, going through the breakup, and then with school is a big commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think it was maybe a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about you, Sophie, when you were going through that, were you still in school or? I was out of school, but Mm -hmm. off Mm -hmm. of what Kayla said, I think for me, the immediate reaction was like, oh, I'm just going to prove everybody wrong. And I was like, I've got to get back to school and I've also got to get to a new cooler city so that everyone (laughs) knows how good I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I was moving past that, I realized that one, there's no timeline. And two, if I move to a new city, there's just going to be other problems. And I had to like fall back in love with where I lived because Mm -hmm. I associated so many things with him. Mm -hmm. But I also just had to realize that I need to be happy with myself. If I'm happy with myself, who cares what anyone else thinks, whether Mm -hmm. it's this ex who I think is so successful, but is honestly a miserable person like if being happy if being happy is coming home and walking my dog every day and that's what makes me happy like it doesn't matter if other people don't define that as success Mm, mm, wow good Sophie that is that really is because I think that's a golden nugget of life you know I, I think it's it's a truth that you can live by that you can use over and over as you walk through life. Mm-hmm. I wish I could shout out my therapist. And I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah. shout out to therapy. I think it's just a great thing for anyone to do. You do have, it sounds like both of you have had a good therapist. Yes. Yeah, I needed her. <laughs> yeah, mine was a man, which was terrifying oh. to me. Oh, but I remember I called the office and they were like, "We only have this guy available," and I was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was really nervous about it, but I knew I needed to get an appointment ASAP, and it ended up being really good for me because it kind of rebuilt my confidence in men a little bit. Wow, that... it was a little faltering at the end there. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is always a a consideration in terms of when you get a therapist, do you want a man or or do you want a woman? Because both kind of conjure up um, 
different kinds of things that are within you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a lot of times people don't know how, and would you say, would you encourage anyone to get therapy? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This isn't an ad for that or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I would Sponsored encourage by. it too. Yeah. Yeah. I just know it's, it's a healthy thing. And sometimes the first therapist that you get really, you may not connect with, but you want one that's gonna, gonna understand, but also uh, kind of challenge you, you know, as as well. And a lot of times when people get challenged in therapy, they quit and they say, ah, it's not a good therapist. But the reality of it is that's the level that you have to go internally to really kind of see yourself and, and move to a healthier place. Uh It's nice that you say that, too, because I actually saw a therapist right when um, my first ex-boyfriend and I broke up, and she wasn't the right fit at all. Mm. Um, She just kept asking me questions and validating my feelings, and that's great, but I already had people around me that were validating, and I was ready for, like, okay, what can I do to move forward? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this is not helping. Um, Mm. I don't want to sit and cry in front of the screen every day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I, it was a long time until I found someone that worked, but she was Mm. a good fit. Mm. Good. That's good to hear. I think this is so encouraging for anyone that may be listening that you know, is kind of in that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it can be different. Therapy can be different for other people. Like therapy obviously is a very privileged option and I'm lucky that I had the resources to get it. But I think a lot of people find therapy through like small groups or their church or even um, certain like, um, um, I'm, can't think of the word but just certain small groups can really help you mm-hmm. if you find commonalities in people just mm-hmm. having tough conversations with the right people can help you move forward mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah I know someone that has an art therapist and is basically this person is an artist and they're they're going back and looking at writings or songs that they've written since they were a child and kind of looked at their life through that lens. And I think that, you know, there, there's therapy that way as well. It can be really uh, creative as well as, you know, just sitting and talking about your, your feelings. And, and that whole part of it is, is really important for people not to just give up on. I think it's really important. But Sophie, what you're saying is so key because therapy does come in other ways. You know, it comes in walking your dog or getting out in nature or a small group or your church or faith or, you know, there, there are a lot of ways to do that. And it has to kind of be custom made by that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll kind of wind up here. Is there anything that, what about new relationships? Are you taking, are both of you taking that very slow? Are you looking for certain things that maybe you wouldn't have looked for in, um, in someone before? Are you more hesitant? Um, Just what would you say to that? Um, For me, I was really just trying to go on dates just to just to um, meet new people and see kind of what I liked. And then unfortunately, the second one is (laughs) no, fortunately, I mean, I didn't have to go on a bunch. (laughs) 
<laughs> was just this guy who is, I mean, Kayla can attest, completely not my type, my yes. usual type. And um, that made me a little nervous. And um, in a way, the horrible relationship that I had previously has made me extremely grateful for the one I have now. And I think I was really hesitant. And I think at the beginning, I was doing a lot of comparing. Um, and I remember my friend was like, you got to stop doing that. And when I stopped doing that and I started just taking my new relationship for what it was, um, it first started out as like a good friendship. And I think that really mattered. And we, he, we did take it slow and got to know each other better versus just thinking, I don't even know, but I just, I feel like equal there's not like a weird power dynamic over me over him or him over me and I think that happens a lot or has happened a lot in my relationships and I also think that I'm in a place where I can like Kayla said I'm very independent and I can ask for help and I can and it's nice to be taken care of sometimes and it's nice to take care of your partner Mm. Mm -hmm. and I'm not used to that Mm. so it's new territory yeah hmm Wow. Kayla? Yeah, um, very hesitant. I would say my coping mechanism when I go through a breakup is basically to cut everyone out. I'm like, I'm not dating anyone. I don't want you to talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't touch me. Don't (laughs) anything. Um, And so part of that is because I don't trust myself. Um, You know, initially, I'm like, how could I allow this to happen? But Um, when I met this new person who came along and I realized that he is exactly what I need and not what I, um, not necessarily not what I want, but not what I would typically go for. Um, because I tend to go for things that I, that aren't actually what the values that I want. Um, so when that came along, I was like, I'm not ready for someone like this. Um, Mm. which is kind of sad to say because you deserve something great. You know, Mm -hmm. everyone does. So it took me a long time through therapy and things like that to get to a place where I was like, okay, I do want this. I want to invest in this person and I am ready to, you know, take that step because I didn't want to get hurt again too. Um, but he was very patient and has been very patient with me and understanding that because we were basically in opposite places. Like he had been single for so long and was ready for his person. And he saw that in me, but I was just coming out of something, just, you know, whirlwind of things. And I was not looking for anyone at all. Um, so it just took some time, but like Sophie said, trying not to compare and, trying to take your relationship for what it is and um, trying not to put those um, places of hurt on that other person because I tend to get triggered easily um, from previous things. So, mm, Yeah, you, you definitely have learned to know yourself better. And one thing in there that I think you said that is so significant is that oftentimes we operate uh, out of a very subconscious place within us and we don't evaluate and oftentimes those are the 
the things that we're drawn to someone else that really aren't the values that we that we ultimately want to have in a relationship. And that really takes some digging. And, and quite honestly, I think those kinds of breakups are the opportunity to do that. You know, a lot of people don't, don't do that, but the, as awful as it is to feel, it is an opportunity for you to learn to know yourself better. And both of you have said that you've done that so that I think Maya Angelou said, if you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. or someone, maybe she quoted someone, but, um, you know, and, and as painful as it is to learn to know yourself at that level, it really is important if you're going to have a lifelong relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you two, you have been so honest and open, and I know this is going to make a difference in somebody's life. So I appreciate you both so much. You both mean so much to me. And um, I'm so glad the two of you have each other because you really can validate and, you know, your friendship is, is precious. Yeah. Well, our friendship with you is the same. Yes. It's crazy that we're, we're all grown up. (laughs) I know. It doesn't feel like it. I know it. I know it. You're all grown up. And I'm excited to see, uh, to walk through life together from here. I know. Maybe Sophie, you'll be next on the um, wedding list. <laughs> no. And you know what's so funny is everyone at my sister's wedding kept saying that they would say, um, are you itching to have a wedding now that you're at your sister's? And I was like, no, <laughs> this is so stressful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Sophie, the guy that you were with, I didn't really get to talk to him, but um, did is is this serious? Yeah, it is serious. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, I went to his I went to his grandma's house yesterday. I went to my grandparents' house on Saturday. Oh wow, that is yeah. on Mother's Day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I wish you the best on that. We'll have, we'll have to keep this conversation going with the three of us as we go because I know Kayla, you had said last time that we talked that uh, you had gotten a phone call from someone and we'll talk about that offline. (laughs) Yeah. There's not much to it, but yes. (laughs) And this guy most importantly got the seal of approval from my sister and her husband on Friday night because they visited me. So it's really hard to get the sister seal. (laughs) I'd say, wouldn't you say Kayla? Yeah. I would would say. Oh, that is, yeah, because you really, really matter to her. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I should say second mom. Oh, especially because she's older, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that that is true. You're really blessed to have that older sister. <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes not, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you too. I love you both. And this has been so good. And you give me permission to use this, put it on the podcast online, right? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we'll talk again, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. All right, I'm on the plum sofa, and this is Mind the Gap. (laughs) See you, girls. Bye. Bye. Bye.